This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, I am obviously joined by the one and only um, Chaps. How you doing, fella? You all right? Hello, mate. Yeah, good, thank you. Lots for us to talk about. It's been a bit of a whirlwind of a week, isn't it? Absolutely. And obviously, we are joined by uh, another one of our show regulars, which is Ben. How you doing, fella? You all right? Yeah. How are we doing? Thank you yeah, all good. for uh, having a, I'm sure, a detailed discussion about this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's start on... Um, let's start on the knee. Um, how bad are injury... You know, Chris, you've had a few ops. Let's start on that, explaining um, possibly how bad an injury it is between an ACL rebuild or, a, you know, the other bits will go with it. So if you carry on with that, I'm going to try playing around with a bit in the background and we'll see if it works. So, uh, yeah, carry on, fella. Yes, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'll be honest. When, um, when we... It was obviously... Uh, it was announced that we were looking at this bit... Um, I looked in to see what injury he, he's done because the, the standard one is ACL, right? That's what you know a lot of footballers do, and um, it, you know nine months out, but largely players do come back, uh, you know, and can fully recover from it. But when I saw that he'd done his meniscus, um, I, I was a little bit concerned, and I was surprised that you know we were taking a punt after seven games of him doing his meniscus. Um, not getting the violin out, but I've had three operations on my meniscus, <laughs> so. I've had it trimmed, I've had it repaired, and I've had it replaced. Uh, I had a meniscus transplant last year, so I know all about it. And I'm not a professional footballer, I don't claim to be, but I'm quite fit and healthy, and I can assure you my knee has never and will never be the same. Um, I was lucky enough to be operated on um, someone who's, who's pretty decent and operates on, on footballers and things, and he said, the meniscus, you, you're never the same. So I was very, very surprised with uh, an injury at that level that... That we were looking at him, um, and I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll we'll go on to speculate, but maybe that was the reason that um, he didn't end up signing for us. Ben, I don't know what you uh, what you think about about that, mate. Still yeah. possibility there. Yeah. On that as well, it, I, I had a look and went back and just to see what exactly what it does, but at, at what injury he had. So um, he also ruptured his anterior facial ligament as well, right? Yep. So I mean that's. That seems pretty serious to me to do blue both. Um, and as we said, we will, but I'd imagine 
this probably all parties have done together and thought might be a bit too soon. As I say, if he'd have had half a season squeezing back under his belt, then I think he'd have been all right and we might have taken a chance. But for him to only have come back, and I know he's done well in those Wanger as he has been back. Like, he has done well, but yes, I think it would have been a big part of it. Um, being, that being said, I still would have been happy if we had have made a successful transfer and getting down, but yeah, I think it, it was a dodgy one for me. And, it, and it's if it was the need or the, the, a failed medical, um, which you know I've I've got. Uh, uh, oh, uh, um, yeah. So uh, I, I was I was just saying that um, if it was the the failed medical that bends back, if it was the failed medical that call way back is to, uh, to to fall fall down i think it's an interesting stance from the club uh to 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 allow the message to go out that it was uh the the player's decision um not to come to us i think that does unfortunately you can't so yeah we're carry on now where we're doing um go carry on chris no okay <laughs> god improvise improvise right i'll say it again if it is the reason that the medical is the reason that the player didn't sign for us. I think it's a very interesting stance from the club to accept the message going out that he he um, that it was the player's choice. Because what happened is Richard Cowley, which only, he would only have tweeted that message if the club would have allowed it, right? And everyone else has taken Richard Cowley, and then it's gone boof. That, that that's people are quoting Richard Cowley. So so, so there isn't any other. Other than the, what the agent's saying, which aligns to Richard Cowley saying, it, it, it just comes across that he's rejected us. And whilst, yeah, it's a very nice thing for the club to do for the player to not, you know, ruin his career, you know, fair enough. That's a really nice thing. And, you know, it looks well for agents and future signings in the future. It doesn't help us right here and right now. And also looks to us that we've been rejected by someone. Um, and people know we've got two million to spend. Oh, um, I mean, for me, you just said dead. I think that it, it might be nice that we've helped the player out, we've said whatever, we've put it out there, that it wasn't the medical, if this is the reason, and we've just said that he's turned us down. I actually think it could have a, a detrimental effect now to for signings we go after in the future, if that is the case, because people might look at it and go, what is it turning? Is there an issue that the club aren't willing to say is they're not paying enough money? And it might just make it a bit more difficult for us to go after people now. If, if we're letting... Yeah, if we've let the player kind of, yeah, well, it's not the injury. I've just turned him down. And there we go. Well, why is, why is someone from Hibs turned down a move to Millwall in the Championship, pay more money, better league, obviously, et cetera, et cetera? Then why? What, what's the reason? Is there something else there? So, yeah, it might be great that we've helped him out further down the line, but it's more we've got to think the club's bigger than a player, let alone a player that's not even ours. Let's, just while you're on, let's bring in some of these. Um comments what we've got coming in so you got Paul Donovan he turned around and said um, what really can be debate about is in there's been fuck all happening in the transfer window which I agree with um, so this, now you guys are pretty like that I am so glad he ain't signed um, probably with what you talked about with the injury as such so yeah uh, Millwall Achilles Hill I think it was more Millwall side I think they were worried about his injury records yeah. also Millwall don't pay uh, you know, pounds for someone who is going to be injury table soon. I totally, totally, totally agree with we, that. We knew, we knew what injury. Yeah, 
the ad before he came down. So yeah. that's the only thing I will, I will say. I will, you know, I'm sticking up for a club here because they're showing intent. Um, but we knew what injury he had. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, let's see. Let's see. Barry, I've done it. I saw we did. Uh, I will suss out what's what I need to just saw out my uh, my ram, I think, on my side to, just to boost it a bit or maybe run it through a, another way. So we will sort that out going forward. Um, he's on the bench today for Hibs, allegedly. Um, possibly, possibly. Yeah. We've got Chris... Watch him score a hat-trick today now. Yeah, that's it. Chris Brown, if he failed our medical, he's going to fail everyone else. And very, very true. And the thing you've got to look at it, I suppose, on a wider picture, if it was indeed a failed medical... He's got 18 months left on his contract with Hibs. If uh, it is a, a a failed medical, then realistically, doesn't matter where he goes, he's going to fail his medical. So at the moment, he's got 18 months left of a contract, what potentially he's earning money for, as if he went somewhere else and, you know, they didn't want him or they were going to offer him, you know, a not lower deal, pay your own deal, etc., etc. Realistically, he could play a couple of games, get injured, and then he's got no money. So, um, you know, you've got to look at it on a wider picture. I don't know if different clubs or for different transfers have maybe a different level of, not medical, but like, for example, when we went in for a permanent move for Bart, the club weren't happy, right? And we rejected his medical. We went in for a loan deal and we seemed to think that that was all right. Yeah. Likewise, if he leaves in in 18 months and goes to a club on a free transfer, would the, would a club go, okay, well, he's a freebie, we know what he's done. We know that X, Y, Z might come back to you in problems in the future. For it's a free transfer, we'll take a punt on him. With us being a big money move, obviously for us in the grand scheme of things, it'll be record transfer, etc. Did we? It's just too much of a gamble. I think it probably was. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't look at like a, a loan until the end of the season with a, a, a buy clause at the end of the season because. Um, that that works for all parties. Then it means we get an opportunity to to test him out and and to to give him you know twenty games in the championship, see what his knees about. And yeah, then think about Hibs though. Would 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 Hibs really want to do that? You know, would they want to load a player out to potentially a more competitive league than what their league is for the risk of him something happening? And then all of a sudden they've got a player back at the end of the season who's injured, and, and we're not going to take him. So I can understand. You know, I mean, realistically, we should have gone back, you know, we should have gone back and probably, we probably might have done, gone back and said, well, listen, we don't mind taking him, but he's going to be on this deal. And they might have turned around and said, no, no, let's let's get a couple of these, let's catch up with the comments so then we carry on with it. Um, Mill Killings, why would he reject Millwall? Doesn't make sense. He's playing in the SPL. Championship is a better platform and level unless you move into Selkirk Rangers. Yeah, there is that, but don't forget, he did bring a fucking great suitcase down with him. Um, and realistically, if you were already coming down to turn people down or to play, you know, play an agent game, um, would you have really brought a huge, um, great big suitcase? And maybe he flew back into Glasgow just to sort of play the game, um, as to say. But without a barrier, I was very surprised. He was so highly advertised. Um, we were speaking to him. I believe the medical picked something up. 2.5 is small fry modern times for a player. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, it might be the structure of the wages or guaranteed salary and bonus. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, what do you think the rest of the window um, will go? Teams know we have $2 million to spend. I think we might panic. We'll come back to you in that question in two seconds. 
Uh, did the new player Bosley in coming or was it injury uh, and just come up with the story to protect the player from a move? I think possibly that. And the last comment for now will be, uh, I think Millwall were wary. Mason Bennett, Tom Bradshaw, players like that have got injury records. Had last season, Freeman on loan was injured. Ollie Burke injured for a while. Bennett even had issues. Totally agreed. Um, I'm going to come back to this one and I'll go to you first, Chris. Um, Joshua... It says, what do you think the rest of the window will go now, um, considering that teams now know we have two million or to spend? And do you think we will now go into panic loan buys? Yeah, and this is the problem with how heavily publicised our offer for Lyndon Dykes was, and then of course um, Nisbet. You know, c- clubs know we've got we've got this money to spend. They also know there's three days left of a window, and they know we're desperate and. I don't think the club will will panic buy. I think we would, as a club, we will go without as opposed to panic buy. Um, but I think we'll end up paying an inflated price for a player that we shouldn't need to. I, I, I don't, I don't know, but I wouldn't imagine this bit was our first, second, or maybe even third choice. I think there's other players that, of Benny, Surridge, Dykes, probably all, all, all higher up in the list. Um, I mean, I'd love to talk a bit about what we actually need and if Nisbet was actually that that player. Because for me, if I could only sign one player, it wouldn't have been someone like Nisbet. We'll come on to that. But to answer your point, Josh, yes, I think I think it's going to be a really uh, touchy sort of 72 hours because we desperately need at least one. Let's be honest, we need at least one. Um, I'd like us to go and get Ogbené, but he's certainly not the, the centre forward that we need. He's, he's the sort of pacey white man that we need, but he's not the centre forward. Ben, you got anything to say on Joshua's question? I think, yeah, one great question, but Chris summed it up, I mean, perfectly. Yeah, I think, yeah, everything you just said is, is absolutely spot on. I think clubs are going to look at it now. It's not just knowing that we've got that money spent. It's going to be more the timeline. January's a tough though, anyway. You're not really going to go and pick up a club's best performer. You're going to be looking at people who aren't getting in a, a squad team for what reason. Um so if you are going to go and get someone who's a top former club, you're going to be playing an inflated price anyway, coupled with the fact they know we're desperate, coupled with that, they know we've got the money. As as you just said, we're, we're end up going to overpaying for someone that we probably don't want or who might be number four, five or sixth in our target list. So yeah. it's going to be a struggle. And as you said, Chris, I think the most important thing is, knowing us as we all do, right, I can't see us going we're going to take a massive punt on someone who would have been number seven, eight, nine, or 10 in our transfer target list. I think we will go without. We do need to get reinforcements in. I know we'll come on to that, but we, we need... Well, that, that that point there where you raised there led straight into um, a question what's come in. Um, I mean, I think you're possibly listening to the wrong live, mate, but I'm glad your wife landed okay. and maybe Zero regards, be, mate. You know, maybe you need to be at the airport picking her up. Um, we sign us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Is the is it time? Is it time to promote the under twenty one teams and give them a chance, especially where we're getting to so late in the window, uh, and maybe have a bit of faith in in the youth what we've got who seem to be doing well in there. I know it's a, a huge step up, but it could give Bradshaw a little bit of a respite in certain games by bringing them on for maybe twenty twenty five minutes. But I think it depends what... We're probably going to have to go down that route, first and foremost, because the way it's going in the minute, we're going to struggle to get the numbers in that we need. So we're probably going to be forced to do it. 
is that going to give us the best opportunity to get into the playoffs and ultimately get promoted? Um, well, obviously not. But what other option do we look like we're going to have? Because at the minute, it's, it's not looking promising that we're going to get the bodies in that we're going to need. So, yeah, we're going to have to. I'm not against it, but then I think we all need to be realistic and go, if we're playing the same 11 or the same 13, 14 players week in, week out, and we need to look a bit fresh at times, we're going to be looking and turning to kids. Look at the January... Sorry, look at the, the Feb fixture list. All right? It's, it, we've got games Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. We need a bigger squad, right? Yeah. Um, and, and other clubs are going for it. Um, other clubs are, are making... Not all clubs. There's, there's a lot of clubs that are doing loads of business, but, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make it good business just because they're signing players. But there are some clubs that have, you know, West Brom, um, they've, they've got more money than us, much bigger club and financial pool. Fair enough. But, you know, they're, they're signing Lewis O'Brien, top, top championship player on loan. You've got Hull, who are signing Malcolm Ebuwe, really good player at this level. Aaron Connolly at Hull. So there's other clubs that are going for it. And I... I um, I do feel for the club, if I'm being honest, because we, it's um, when you take a step back, right? We, I know it's obvious, but the club have identified the position we need as a striker, and I know it sounds obvious to us, but we've all been Millwall fans long enough to know that doesn't always mean we go out and sign someone. They then put money on the table. They tried to sign someone, break our transfer record twice in the same year, and then this happens. So. I do feel a little bit for the club, actually. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I, I, I just hope that we can get someone um, in the next few days. I would like Ogbeni, but the problem is Swansea really want him, and they've just got four million quid for the sale with Obafemi to, to Burnley. So they've got money. Rotherham will know that, and we'll end up in a bidding war. And this this is this is the problem when you've only got a couple of days left. No, I see. That's it. Well, it's a problem with you. I mean, I'm, I'm just on transfer market here so I was just trying to have a look and see what the other clubs in the league had been doing oh yeah we got some in, in terms of squad size we have got the second lowest in the league 23 I don't know if that are players that we've used this season or just generally people that they know about are in the squad but we've got the second lowest in the league yeah. we've Bonzi on 22 players who are below us so we they all need to know yeah, no, that's it. Millwall Achilles says, do we need one striker or two? Well, I, I, if I could choose, and I've said this at the start of the January window and I'll say it again now, I think we need two, but but not strike. I think we need a centre forward. And this comes on to a point as well I'll, 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 I'll make in a second. And I think we need some pace on the wing. That's what I yeah. think we needed. Of Benny and a centre forward. But as much as I was excited by Nesbitt signing because he looked like a real finisher... And it's just a statement of intent, isn't it? At the end yeah. of the day, crop yeah, one, yeah, 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 yeah. he's a lot of money. I actually don't think he he was the perfect striker for us. What I mean by that is, I think we need someone. I've said it, I've said it out so many times, and it ain't can happen. Ellis Sims, like a a more of a target man who can hold the ball up as well. Nesbit was just an out and out finisher, superb finisher, but we don't create many chances. So yeah. we need someone that offers more to me. Than just scoring goals, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but and I'm not saying I wouldn't have taken this, but of course I bloody would. But I actually don't think he is exactly what we need personally. Yeah, I mean, let's not throw some of these again because obviously we are trying to be as interactive as we can. I mean, Oliver says, you know, uh, we have known uh, we have been struggling to get strikers. Surely the club 
has more than a couple lined up um, as we struggle every window um, being based in London. Uh, Milwaukee's again says, uh, do you go and get someone from another championship club or do you look to get a youngster in from a premiership club on loan? Probably what that is sometimes. I think yeah, they've done. They just yeah. signed uh, Liam Delap and uh, Tom Cannon from Everton. Both two young kids and they put them straight into their starting lineup against Birmingham. So they've gone the, the, the latter. Just on Oliver's question as well. Yeah, I think, look, we all know we need a striker, but Again, I'm not just defending the club here. A centre forward, I, I bet 20 clubs in the championship are after a centre forward and one of our level, right? So it's all well and good saying, yeah, we need to go after one or two strikers. Yeah, we absolutely do. And I'm sure we have had probably a few lined up and there's been a few, like, obviously, or people that have gone after in this window. But there'll be another 5, 10, 15 clubs, as I said, in the championship who are also going after strikers and in other leagues. So it's the hardest position to recruit for because... Of of the goals, right? So, yeah. I'm what about Barry's? What about Barry's questionnaire? I believe we should play Vods and Brad's up front. Don't panic, by. We've got this far with the current team. We just need to tweak the system. Vanny Point. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've defended Vogue. I know he's been getting a lot of stick from a lot of this away. Joe's not here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've defended Vogue. I wouldn't mind that again, but. Is he the answer to what we need? Is he going to fire us into a Premier League? I mean, probably not. But again, we've already been looking down that route. But it's not. Yeah, it's not a bad point. Do we say okay? Well, we put him down the middle, and then we go and try and recruit two wingers instead, which I don't think would be a bad option. An option of the depth, though. Still, it's the depth. If you was to do that, that's all we got. Still, that's it. Yeah, literally, yeah. That, that is it. We still we don't even have another centre forward. We got Imaku, obviously, who's come in and got injured straight away, but. He's not an out-and-out centre-forward. We we don't have anyone else. You, you then look to your under-23s to the point earlier, and you obviously got Tom Tom Lee. Tom Lee? I don't know how to pronounce his surname. Um, yeah, well, a lot, Leo, Leo. Yeah. A lot of people saying he should be given a go. Um, oh, Benny and Valley. I mean, now, that would be two quality signings. Callum's question is, I don't know, obviously, if you're listening to this tomorrow on the podcast, then... Um, Basically, I don't know, Callum's question is, I don't know how much funds we have, uh, but if we could afford it, Benny and Van Hoodok loan um, to buy would be my my two signings if we have that much money. Which I I agree with, to be fair. I think that Dutch kid looks looks good um, and would probably suit us uh, down to the have. So, you know. Uh, Chris Brown, with Creswell going... Is I thought we, we missed, they'd missed that window of being able to, didn't they? That dead yeah, window. I thought they'd be very surprised if Cresswell goes. Yeah, I would be too. So, um, if Cresswell going, do you think we need another central defender as well as a striker? If he did go, then yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mill under 21s don't have an out and out striker that's ready. They've got good creative players and wide players. Well, maybe use the wide players then. Um, if we don't have funds, then I would buy a Betty permanently and would try and get Van Hoodog on loan. Probably the changes. Just on that point, I mean, that, that's us with our Millwall hats on, right? We've got to remember these clubs are selling clubs as well. They're, yeah. Back to our point of Nisbet, we might have gone for a loan initially, you don't know. Where Hibs are going, he's got 18 months, you need to cash in on him now. Us going on someone's young prospect in Van Hoodog, 
a club's not going to go, oh, they, yeah, you can have him till the end of the season. Yes, yeah. The is in the world, right? Van Oydong's already on loan somewhere, I believe. I, I think he, they play, I think, if I got it right, he plays for Bologna, I think, and he's on loan in the Dutch league. So I don't even know if he can play for another club or, or, or you know, if yeah, yeah. My ear, my dad, if there's a release clause in his current loan or whatever, I don't know. Maybe he's more one for the summer potentially, but he, he does look a good prospect, for sure. This is a uh, this is someone who's who's um, got more faith than a lot of us, I suppose. We are a proper run club, so I'm sure Alex and Gary will have their backups. If they can't get their next target, even if it's eight pm on deadline day, we will try John Berylson is back in rowing. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I don't necessarily hold the same amount of faith as um, as you do there. But you know, that's um, that, that's, that's you know, uh, more of a Matt Smith type of player. Is that probably what we need? Maybe a mobile version of Matt Smith. Yeah, Nesbitt only scores when it's set up for him. He can't create games off scraps. And that was my point, Josh. Earlier, I think. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would have absolutely loved him because he's he's a he's a finisher. And if you watch his goals, his conversion rate is superb. But for a team that you know, Bradshaw gets a lot of stick, and I don't really know why because he absolutely gives his all, you know, and and, and he offers so much more um, than than just his all right. His, his maybe his lack of finishing, but he offers so much more. And I don't think we can afford to have a player that just finishes. Um, uh... But it's a good point on here because I forgot you guys can't see these comments as they're coming in, can you? Which we're, we're still out on the next one we do. Um, Oliver says we could have Messi and he's not going to score a goal. The midfielder not there 90% of the time. <laughs> I think Which is true. I think that's harsh on Billy and Savile this year. I think they've been... Yeah, I do. Do you, I think, think, do you think Messi will be able to score in our team? Don't really, silly. Yeah, I think he'd do it anywhere. <laughs> Even in, on Stoke on a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I agree not to buy hastily. If we're going to spend that sort of money, it needs to be a proven championship level. Uh, and then he follows out with, let's bet the youth. Otherwise, what's the point of the academy? And I, I am, we are 29, nearly 30 minutes in, and we have our first mention of Lyle Taylor. <laughs> oh, God. Can we? Edison, no. Yeah, like, it's a load from me. I wish this wasn't live because maybe on the on the actual podcast bit, I might just play that uh, uh, um, on that one. But as we're live, there's there's nothing really I can do about that in a minute. So um, so yeah, you sort of taking the piss anyway. To be honest, yeah, I do too. Uh, Callum, I think is a safe bet at this time in the window to look at the low market because there's less risk to it from either prem or a broad. I reckon you're right. Listen, um, I think. I don't think we're going to make rash decisions. I think we're going to, you know, we are looking at it and I think we probably assessed what we were told. Um, don't forget a lot of these players is that the clubs will tell you something, but they want to sell the player and hope that maybe if they do have any flaws that you don't necessarily find them out. The difference being, I believe, is that between, uh, there is a guy on YouTube, some fitness guy, Matt, I think he is Matt Fitness or something, who has done... Um, a premiership fitness test for a signing as such, just just basically played along with it to see what actually gets involved in the championship one. And they are they are huge. 
Um, you know, they are not a walk in the park. And if you have anything what potentially is there to be found, they will they will found it. And my personal opinion is I think it's probably more likely to be a failed medical. But I'd have to take my health to the club and to the player to a degree, a player agent, that they haven't come out and disagreed um, with what the agents put out there or anything else because I think it will be unprofessional with the club to come out and say, no, it's a failed medical. The kid's young. Um, he needs to earn a living. And also, I, I just think it puts Mill with a bear suit. Again, we, we don't know if it's a failed medical. We don't know whether or not his head's been turned. Um, speaking with a, hot, um, a Hibs podcast the other day on message, they said that there was rumour that Selby had come in and, and matched our price, um, which I find hard that you know the medical is the last bit of the of the jigsaw everything else is agreed terms with the club terms with the player everything is all done and then once all that's agreed then you do the medical and if the medical picks up something then unfortunately it's a no-go but either he has a lot of hair products and beauty products and he has to bring a big suitcase or he was aiming to come down for probably best part of a week or two get himself sorted and then arrange to, you know, to go back. Um, I take that size bag on a, on a fucking week, two week holiday. I don't take that size bag on a, on an overnight or even a non overnight. If, uh, I think if, if, if big, if, if he rejected us, you don't reject us to stay at Hibs. So, and that's not being disrespectful to Hibs. It's just fact. So, if he's still there at the end of this transfer window, to me, that tells you all you need to know. Um, and all I would say is, regardless of whether it is a failed medical or he's had a, an offer from somewhere else, then I don't want him anyway. So, fair play to stuff either way. So, I think we, we need to just... Just to be by well, And that's it. Apparently, he's on £1,000 a week at Hibs. Yeah. So... I mean, we're not exactly going to be offering one thousand one hundred pound take a punt, come and da- come down and play for us. We probably would have quadrupled, if not more, his salary. Right? Yeah, I've turned that sort of money down as a football nut. There's no way in hell, and as you, unless unless Celtic have come in, it yeah, there's no way he's just gone. Oh, I can't see. I mean, realistically, I can't see him selling him to Selwyn Kiba. You know, they they would have probably said no. Because they're like direct competition, but again, let's be honest. Um, having a coming back from a knee injury, playing Scottish football, isn't isn't that higher level? You suddenly come into the you come into the Kremlin. My dog is an eye man. Um, Sorry, I'm just going to beat it up. Um, I'm not, by the way, that's a joke. Um, the problem being is that, you know, if he was going to come... Well, I can't think well saying that, but yeah, if he was going to come down, the, I can't see Hibs giving it to um, to Selwick. And I just I just think that, unfortunately for him, it ain't worked out. Um, and at some point, it will come out, because it always comes out. Um, what the truth of the matter was... And and then we address it. But if he was rumoured to be on a thousand pound a week, and you know he was possibly going to get three, maybe four grand a week from us, you don't turn that down, do you? Um, 
especially not if I were going to offer you maybe a two-year contract unless something popped up and it went off. Um, just a quick one for you boys. Is there a question what we put back to the audience here? Because we've got a few people making comments and, they, they, and you know, we're run through a couple of those where, you know, they're making comments. But is there something where um, we would like to put a question to the guys watching? Because we've got quite a few people watching um, and maybe get an answer from them on a, on a question to them. Just just before we jam in, let's go back to one of the early ones on the loans from the Premier League. Mm. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So I just make a point on that. I think the problem that we have with that is, and Chris, you made the point of saying a couple of the Liverpool, was it the, uh, the Lap and the, um, the Emerson lad went to Preston. I don't say we play any worse football than Preston, but I think there's a lot to be said now in terms of the clubs that are loaning players out they like their teams or their youngsters to be playing teams that play a similar way that they do. And I think that's always a bit of a challenge for us. I think we, we don't seem to have that bit of a link. I know we had Troy Parrott recently, but we used to get a few from Spurs, didn't we? We always have done. But I think now the clubs look at the way a lot more rather than is it just going to be game time for them? I think that can be a bit of a struggle for us at times. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Agree. And that's probably why we were never in a run-in for Joe Gellart as well, who's obviously gone on loan to Sunderland, because Leeds probably look at him and think, regardless of performances and things like that, they've loaned us Cresswell and Shackleton, and neither of them are getting a look-in, so they're not, they're not going to give us Gellart, are they? So I'm, I'm not saying we were in for him. I, don't, I honestly don't know, but that's probably... He means someone I definitely would have taken, though. Had the option. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Maybe that's the question instead of group, Mickey. He's like... I think that is it. Given... Given... Um, given we got seventy-two hours left. What what player would you sign, realistically, right now that's available? Maybe I'd, I'd love to because you know we we discussed or Ben A. We discussed Van Hooydonk, um, but, but I'd love to hear other people's views. I'll just chuck another name into the hat, which we haven't got a hundred hell of getting. I think I've already mentioned his name, but for me, it'd be perfect. Just unfortunately, he started scoring goals for not Forest. No, Island. Oh wait, oh I was, I was expecting you. I was expecting you to mention Ellie Sims again then. Another fanboy. I'm a fanboy of both of them, but Surridge will be perfect for us. He's he's a 
he's, he's exactly what we need. A mobile target man knows what the back of the net is and he needs a permanent home. He's, he keeps chalked down to these clubs in the top end of the championship. Never really makes the step up to the Prem. But yeah. in the last couple of weeks, he has, uh, he's, he's, been, he's been really involved in the forest. And I think even if he was available, there'd be a queue way ahead of us anyway. Um, Charlie, yeah, love to hear. Charlie, Charlie's got a good point there. Look to Holland. Is there are lots of um, eerie divisional players that would rip our arms off to play in our second division. And also, Ollie makes a good point there. Do you think front players are put off by Raritz um, like the defensive approach? I think. I mean, it could be a lot there why why you can't get players. You know, it could be the fact of it's Millwall, um, you know, reputation, this, that, and the other. It could be anything. I mean, you know, um, I think on football wise, I think the worrying point is what someone else raised a little while ago is that all of those around us are strengthening and we're not. Not saying that we couldn't do it because, listen. We are the underdogs. We love being the underdogs and we like to go around and prove things wrong. But it's going to be a fucking challenge, though. If we don't sign anyone between now and Tuesday, whenever it is, midnight, is it 8 p.m., whatever it is, um, we are in trouble, mate. I, 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 I don't know where the goals are going to come from. And we've got some big games coming up. Yeah, I think it's going to be the squad size as well, if you keep saying, right? Because we're going to be relying on the same 11 as well uh, in players to be doing it week in, week out. If we, as you said, Chris, we're going to be set from Tuesday, Tuesday for the next six weeks or whatever, then that's going to take its toll. Um, but yeah, it is worrying that we haven't got anyone in. Again, I'm going to club slightly. We obviously have been targeting people. We haven't been able to get the targets in. So I'd rather us. Well, I don't know. Would I rather us do what we're doing? We, we need to be a bit careful as well, right? Because, again, we do take a punt on an bit record signing. He does his knee three games in. Then we're all going to go, what have we done that for? We signed him. We know he's got a bad interview. So, I mean, Chris, I have a question to you, Chris, because you've obviously had uh, knee ops and knee rebuilds and, and all of that, and you know him about his injuries more so than what me and Ben possibly do. With the injury what he's had... And he's doing okay at the moment in the Scottish League. But do you think that it would possibly hurt him coming into the championship? Um, possibly. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's as I said earlier, you um, the ACL reconstruction is, is a big op. Um, but it's wasn't just an ACL reconstruction it was a meniscus and any anyone who, who knows anything about knees meniscus is essentially in like layman's terms it's a shock absorber between your two knee bones right so it stops your two knee bones doing that um and <clears throat> it's um it, it it's it, it basically means you can't twist and turn as much that's the easiest only easiest way I can describe it and oh, is the championship more physical, faster paced than the Scottish League? I can't claim to know anything about the Scottish League because I don't take any interest in it, so I don't know. But um, we all know how physically demanding the championship is and could could Nesbitt have played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday in February after, uh, you know, only being seven games back? I, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I almost would now rather just forget Nesbitt, to be honest, and... and, and we shouldn't have even really known it was happening. Do you know what I mean? The club haven't commented on it. So 
forget about him and, and talk about players that we, we could be signing. Um, to Milwa Achilles Hill point in the chat, Surridge, good man. Yeah, um, he would be a, a dream signing. And Ashley Barnes, yeah, there, there are rumours that he's going to be available um, because they've just signed some South African striker for seven million and Obafemi's gone there at all. So he's definitely going to be available. Is he what we need? You know, I suppose he's a target man. Um, could do worse, I suppose. I don't know what you uh, what you think, Ben, on on Ashley Barnes. Yeah, I, I don't mind him. I, I, yeah, I think at this point we also probably need to be a bit realistic. It's probably going to be about who's available more than do we want them. I, I I'd take him um, on loan. You take him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Short, it's the end of the season. Get some bodies in. He between him and Bradders, we've got a bit of a presence up there. Then I would think. Um, see, I, I wouldn't. That's not a bad shout, actually. I, I wouldn't mind Ashley Barnes at all. I'd imagine the sticking point with him though would be his wages. I'd imagine on Big Doug. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Only willing to say you can have him without paying any wage contribution. Then, yeah, I'd imagine that's probably a non-starter. But yeah, that sort of player. Got almost some more in the back. I know we need. The, the lower leagues, uh, it's a good point, Josh. Um, obviously, Adebojo just went to Bolton. I don't know if he featured in their game today. Um, obviously, they, they've signed him and they also signed Cameron Jerome, didn't they, Bolton? So they're obviously trying to trying to go for it and get into, get into the championship. There's got to be players out there, right? Um, but we could have been after him. And the fact that we got Nesbitt, we suddenly put him on the back burner, thinking, this is great. And then all of a sudden, Nesbitt deals fall through. And I wonder how many deals... We were looking at, but we thought, right, we'll take this one. You know, where what luck of the draw though, isn't it? That's just, no, just see. how it works. Um, what about just just on that that geezer that Adiboja, just I, I remember he got he was banded about a few days before we got mentioned that the Nesbitt yeah. deal. I think I had a look at his record and all right, that's improved recently at Burton, but prior to that, again I'm just looking, he's he scored like twenty two goals in his career. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not... Again, when you're looking at people that are going to improve us and give us that last push to the end of the season, it's a big punt taking someone on from League One who hasn't got exactly a consistent record of scoring. Yeah. What about Luke Harris from Fulham and Lone? Can't just think about him. If it's the Luke Harris, I, I could be wrong, so apologies if I am, but I think I think he's like 17. If if I'm if it's the one I'm thinking of, and he, he's more of a sort of winger, um, I just think throwing in a, a 17 year old into we we need players that are going to impact us right now. Proven to Ben's point, um, Jonas Clark Harris is a great name. We'd never be able to fold him. I, I'm convinced of it. It'd be five million. Someone because again, he, I mean, last year in the summer, he was it was almost certain he was going to be playing in the championship again, right? And there was I know we'd been mentioned a few times with us, but. Is there a reason why no one's gone and picked him up? Because I'm surprised that he's not. Yeah, someone hasn't this year, considering Rob Spieber got relegated. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I said, say, look, Josh has come back again. If we're desperate for attackers, we all want to try our luck with League One or two with players who put up decent numbers, like a player like Eddie Baijo. Um, it's too late for them to dip into the foreign market, which I probably. You know, I agree with her. What about Collins from Bristol Rovers? Uh, can't say I know uh, much about him. To be honest, he's, he's um, 
not a name that um, I've come across before. Possibly. What what I am. Um... He just on he's, he's a sort of player. We, uh, I mean, just looking at his profile again. He's twenty five. Young player. It just says here this year he's got twenty eight games, thirteen goals, and ten assists. Yeah, I mean that's exactly the sort of player we should be going after, right? But again, oh, would Bristol Rovers probably want too much money for us to take a punt on? Someone that's are they in League Two? Don't even know when they are now. Bristol Rovers, um, League One. Yeah. Oh yeah, League One. That, that's a great, great sort of profile for me, and they're the sorts of people that we should be going after. A, a player I'd, I'd love to throw into the mix um, as well. Sorry, see what, see what the audience thinks. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, John Scott he's a good player, but we, we would never afford him. Honestly, uh, we're in, in dreamland if you think we could afford John Scott Harris. It'd be four or five million, especially with the chairman Peterborough got. He would never let him go in a jammy transfer window for less than that, trust me. Um, but player that is available, that always does well against us, um, I'm sure he scored a brace again at the Den last season. Um, I've always quite liked him. He's not an out-and-out striker, but could definitely play uh, on the wing. He's Harry Cornick from Luton. I've always quite liked him. Um, and he, he's available from, from things I've seen on the internet. So... What about him? He's not he's not the centre forward that we need. I'm not for once for one second saying that he is. But for someone who's available and, and could play in that sort of front three, I think he could be an option. Possibly, possibly. Now we've got about five, ten minutes left to do so then we're gonna round it up. So I mean, you know I mean one for the everyone who's listening, um just give us uh type in the number one if you think um the position we most need is a striker or the number two if you think we need a wide player. Um, or you could just put number seven if you think we need another goalkeeper. Um, so, yeah, one or two, just type that in your comment just so that we can, you know, get a rough idea of numbers. Um, but I think realistically, uh, Kevin Meaney's come up with one. There's a few others there. Um yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of them are coming in with one. Um, Joshua comes back with Johnson, Clark Harris. Um, you know, would cost us a big money, especially now with seventy-two hours to go, because all of a sudden you are now you are now in uh, in in the danger zone, aren't you? Because people know you're desperate. Um, unfortunately, the way the media goes, it's all over the media that this player was has turned us down for whatever reason or allegedly turned us down and, you know, clubs will jump on that. Um, we need someone, Mickey, we need to go after someone if we want to sign someone permanently that we've got a bit of leverage over. And what I mean by that is is someone whose contract is coming to the end of... So, for example, Ben A, I believe his contract's out at the end of the season. So, as much as Rotherham will want to hold out for a fee, yeah, the business they've done with Hugo coming in and stuff like that, they they have banked on selling him one hundred percent because they would not have to assign some of the players they have. Oh, so, fact, Hugo's going to be he'd have been on decent though, wouldn't he? Not exactly. They can't afford that. They can't afford oh, that. So they've banked on selling Obene. So we need someone like that. That yeah, you call Nick's contracts up at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so we need we need someone with a bit of leverage. Um, I I just want to make one point as well, Mickey, if I can. Um, yeah, go. Couple of Millwall fans uh, this morning, and uh, it was uh, someone. Someone raised it. Um, they'll know who they are. They're probably listening. Um, when's the last time we signed a striker that made a lasting impact at the club? 
And when you actually think about it, Teddy Sheridan. Well, no, it's a bit more recent than that, but it probably it's probably Steve Morrison the second time around, possibly. Greg, and yeah. in twenty fifteen, I think. Which says it on the strikers. I went through all of our signings of strikers in the last few years, and the only other one you've got to give Bradshaw some credit because he's he's been here and he's you know I think he's he's not scored the goals we'd have liked, but he's made an impact. But you look at every other striker we have signed since Steve Morrison back in twenty fifteen, and there is no one that has made in a lasting impact. I liked Matt Smith. I wouldn't say he made a lasting impact. That is it. And you have a question. Why? What is going on with our recruitment in the striking department that it's just, it's just not been good enough for the last five, six years? Yeah. I think, again, just on that, and I made one earlier, I think there does need to be a bit of an element of the pond that we're fishing in is we're trying to pick someone up that's going to change us or will be 15, 20 goal a season, man. How many other clubs around us have got more financial clout to be able to go and sign those sorts of players without us having to take a bit of a chance on someone, i.e. going to a Halifax again and taking a punt or a Steelers. Yeah. No, but when also, also, don't forget, the clubs will come down. They get, what, 30, 40 million pound a year pay, parachute payments. So they're looking to, you know, they've got money to sit there and spend around because obviously they want to make a push. So they'll sit there and go all out for it um, and then go from there. I mean, you know, I I, I don't think we need to, to be fair. Um, you know, do we need a joint ownership possibly to secure a long-term future for the club? I think the club is there, mate. I don't think we've got to worry about JB backing us. I think JB backs us and whatnot. I think the club is in a, you know, a financially a good position compared to a lot out there. Um, yes, we are dependent on what he puts into the club every year, you know, 10 million odd a year. Um, our wage bill's gone up. But again, our wage bill has to go up to be able to compete with the league what we're in. Um we need to make investment, yes, but we obviously need to make sensible investment. There's no point bringing someone in who suddenly jumps on a wage bill up to twenty, thirty thousand pound a week, where all of a sudden yes, you're putting everyone else's nose out within the team, aren't you? You've got to go within your means. Um, and for Mill, that's you know making a one and a half, two million pound, three million pound bid maybe. Um, when you've got the likes of Hull and, and others who are potentially going in and, and paying four or five million pounds for a player. Uh, I don't think we're anywhere near there in a minute. We've talked about it previous on the show that commercially we are quite a distance behind other clubs, but we are going further forward um, than we are. The new Millwall fans coming in to support Millwall. There's more people now will buy shirts. There's more people will buy merchandise, etc., etc. if the club shop's open. Um, and... and you know, I mean, on on that point there, by the way, yeah, just just a quick one, right? Um, if you're looking to buy some shirts and stuff, what they are doing, um, special pricing and, and everything's been reduced and all that. Have a look in the shop if you're going to the den, because my daughter wanted a load of bits and pieces, and my boy the other day last week, and we brought, um, and, and yeah, we didn't get an email confirmation. I don't think their system works fantastically well, but hey ho, it is what it is, but. We went in there, and they've got loads more stock on the shelf in the sizes you want. But if you go by the website, then pretty much every size you want is out of stock. But once you go in the shop, most of the size is what you want in home shirts, away shirts, um, you know, the third away and all of that are pretty much in the shop. So, you know, I would say that if you go in the real world, 
or you, you can get near there and you want something, have a look in the shop. Don't necessarily trust um, what the website's telling you. As long as you don't want anything printed, um, because I don't think they've got any letters, but hey-ho, that part of it never really changes, does it? So you can't have Fleming. I don't think they've got enough um, M's, M's and all that, but no. But look, gents, we're going we're gonna to look to... Um, Bring this in. Go on in, Ben. What you got to say? Um, I'm not played it. I know we got linked with uh, Sam Noon from Exeter. What's that? Yeah. Anything with that? Is, um, was it hearsay? Was it? I tell you, the trouble is that the club now are very, very tight lipped. I mean, we've approached the club a few times, um, or, or we we approached them once over transfer, and we were told, you know, we don't make comments on this, um, and that's it. Which is fair enough. They don't. Um, we're now looking at a different approach where we try and get our information. We look at um, we look at going to um, agents and approach agents directly. Um, we approach Nesbitt's agent and we're told that yep, he's in London. Um, he's going to be going to the club and having a medical, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we know he was here. We know he was at the club on Thursday. I think it was. We know that uh, as far as we were told, um, that the deal was pretty much going to be nailed on. And then obviously it crashed and burned. So, you know, it sort of points to our information that something else come up there rather than him change his mind. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Kevin's come up with a good point just before we do look to end it. Um, we need a business model like Brentford. Yeah, we do, but we don't have the money to make that. I don't know if, if the club, if JB or the board would actually, you know, invest 20, 30 million pounds maybe to, to, to really do. But saying that, we are looking to have a new training ground. Once that's all up and running and we've got a state-of-the-art, then potentially we can attract um, a better class of younger player and potentially have them doing, you know, better and, and bedding. But it doesn't matter how good our academies are unless we start bedding some of these players. Because if we don't bed them in, no one's going to see them. But there, there, there are players out there. Uh, and and as as much as I, I defend the club, I really do on, on the... Um on this particular window, there are clubs out there. There are, there are other players out there. Col- Colton Morris, uh, was, was, I'm sorry, if Luton can afford him, we can. And he, uh, I think he signed for them for, was it one, one and a half million. He's one of the best writers in the championship in a minute. And, and he's probably worth, probably you'd have to pay like 5 million for him. So there are players out there that, that you, you can find value in. And, and for, for clubs like us, it is going to be lower leagues. It is going to be foreign leagues. Um, it is refreshing to see us look in these other leagues. You know, like you go back the first couple of windows under railway, we just signed these old mates, didn't we? Like, you know, like Bennett, Malone, Woods, Hiftabell, yeah. players that he yeah. players that he knew, you know, at least we are now starting to actually try and look for, for, for value. Um but I see. He's getting better, but it's yeah. a little late, isn't it? Well let's Let's bring this to a close then, gents. Um, if you want to listen back to this, it will be out as a podcast come tomorrow morning. Um, we'll start with you, Ben. Um, a minute, two minutes, whatever. What's your um, your final thoughts and your take on the current situation of our transfer window? And then I'll yeah, answer you next, Chris. Current situation is, I think at the minute as it stands, we're well short of what we need to make that final push for the top six. I think it's been... Refreshing to see us actually make some serious bids in for players, whether it had been Dykes or Nisbet. I, for one, was very... Um, well, I questioned whether we even had that money to be able to put bids in like we have done, so it's nice that we're doing that. Um, obviously, it's a shame that it's fallen through, but there's obviously a reason behind it. We're speculating on that front. For me, I think I said it on, 
on the pod a week or so ago. We still need at least two in. It's going to be tough to do it now, I think. But yeah, we still need a couple in. I hope we can. I don't know who they are going to be, but I'm sure the club have got their other targets. Are they going to be our top few that we have targeted or mapped out for this window? No, but if we're going to make the push, as I said, we're going to need to get a couple in. So hopefully we can get a couple done with their loan deals or, yeah, our lower targets. But hopefully we can. On the kid front, I'm not convinced that's the best way to go just for this season. I think if we, again, if we're going to make a serious push, bringing the kids in and asking them to play a lot of football for the rest of the year, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Chris, final final words, mate? Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that Ben just said, to be honest. I think um, it is really refreshing to see us, uh, as I say, branch out from just trying to sign Rowett's mates. Um, so you, you've got to give the club and, and, and Alex Aldridge credit for that. Um and JB for, for backing us, or well, that didn't work out the way we wanted it. We definitely need a couple of players in. Who they'll be, I don't know. I'd love us to sign Og Bene as one of them. Um, and I think if we don't, um, February's going to be a real test for us, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And I think we'll be lucky to finish 10th if, uh, if, if we don't bring the players in. And it's a shame because I think if you look at the championship, I think it's our best chance for a long time and I know that's easy to say every season but the clubs that are going to come down from the Premier League next year are going to be stronger than the ones that did this year and you're going to have teams like Middlesbrough West Brom that have got consistency and continuity with a manager and performing at a much better level and Norwich that are going to be competing right at the top end and they all had bad starts so they're kind of already starting on a negative so it's a shame because I think it's a real opportunity for us can't blame the club they've tried um, and it's just going to be an interesting 72 hours I think I totally agree with you um, and, and you know realistically we're probably ended now I mean we've come a long way from being happy to stay in the division to push him for the playoffs every season I agree with you yep. but we do need to make uh, you know a heavy investment um, is it Bill's fault that Nisbet fell through listening to the rumours of reading between the lines I don't think it is uh, I think there's more to play there than what we probably know and what we'll probably ever find out, if I'm honest with you. But listen, um, we've got 72 hours to go within the transfer window of the January transfer window. And let's not kid ourselves. It's Millwall we're talking about. We've followed Millwall for years. We are Millwall fans. We know the ups and downs. And this is just how it is. Uh, we will pull out someone. We'll get someone probably like Taylor Fletcher. Um, or Monhofer, 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 um, someone like that. We'll we get someone in probably, no doubt. Um, but we wouldn't want it any other way. We're going into probably the hardest part of the season next month and it's going to be hard. Uh, but we prefer being the underdog. And you know what? I think that was makes us Millwall. Um, and we know what we are. We know who we are. Uh, and people don't like us for a reason and we don't fucking care so that is from us thank you very much um, for joining us this afternoon uh, this will be out as a podcast tomorrow uh, sorry that the space side of it didn't work my uh, my computer isn't up for it we will figure out a way of making it work um, going forward but thank you very much for Chris thank you very much for Ben for joining us this afternoon and if you want to continue the conversation then please on the post we put out on, on Twitter uh, advertising this show get involved in that get involved in Facebook get involved in YouTube wherever you want to do um, 
and we will try and answer as many of these uh, comments uh, will come after we stop the show now uh, and see if we can continue on. Uh, we should have another show out within the next couple of days going into this a bit more detail with the whole panel. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, and hopefully you like this and maybe it's something to look forward to on match day. Um, going forward, might do something around these live shows over a weekend. So yeah, thanks gents. Been a pleasure as always. Thank you for your insight, Chris, into the knee, uh, injury, um, as he's done these a few times. And Ben, thanks very much, mate, for being our Northern correspondent. <laughs> With bright sunshine out your window at the back of you, do you know what I mean? When it's fucking pissy and grout. First time since I moved up here, mate, it hasn't been raining, so. There, there you go, there you go. Right, that's it from us. If you are watching this on YouTube, just before you do kick off, just press that subscribe button, click the click the bell. I think that's what all good streamers say. Um, other than that, we are Let Me All Podcast. Make sure to follow us. Keep watching us. Loads of back episodes if you like the show. Uh, and we'll see you again for the next one. That's it from us. We'll see you again very, very soon. Come on, Millwall. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.